This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. This is the Tennessee Dream, Casey Cage, if you will. Oh, yeah. This is the macho man, Chad Lil. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Now, back in the day, we could have had a big feud back in about 1989. And uh, me and my polka dots could have just trumped all over you and Sister Sherry. Oh, brother, not am the cream of the crop, Dusty. Watch what you say, brother. <laughs> Starting it off hot. Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying something a little bit different. We got the dream. We got the match in here. All right, everybody. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we're just cutting up, having a good time. And uh, that's it. Man, we just got back, or well, I just got back, me, my family, and then also uh, Coach and his family last week, Panama City, kicked back on the beach most of the time, and dude, uh, I, I just think I want to go live somewhere. I don't know if I could handle uh, a city like that all the time. I kind of need to be out on my own, you know, where there's no cars and honking and idiots yelling and stuff like that in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's just good to get away from the norm and just go somewhere where you don't have to, you don't pay attention to what time it is or what day it is, what the date. And uh, I love it. You just need a, what we need is just a, a, a hundred acres in Royston, Georgia, where we just wake up and go out to the wilderness about an hour and just sit there and just chill. That's what we need. That's exactly what we need. Oh man. So, but yeah, no vacation looked great, bro. We just, uh, you know, I was like, man, the beach, my wife's like, we need to go back to the beach. I was like, we just come back from Hawaii. What else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, and then our pool in the neighborhood gets closed down because, you know, people don't know how to follow rules. They broke a glass bottle that went into the pool. So it shut down for like a week. So here we are middle of summer, a hundred degrees outside. No pool. Anybody out there swimming in masks? <laughs> Um, luckily I've not seen that. Um, you know, will I maybe, but not in my pool. It's a pretty, pretty relaxed one. Now in Hawaii, different story. I blown away by, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, whatever. I don't want to get into that conversation. <laughs> I, I know. I don't mean to, but it, it just reminds me, you know, like last week we were at the pool and I, and I told you about this one lady. She's got like this, this headband and she's in the pool and she's got this headband that's probably about three inches thick or wide, yeah. whatever you want. And uh, yeah, wide. And she's got it over her mouth and she's swimming around and standing there and, you know, playing in the pool. And then when she would talk to her friends, she would pull it off and talk to them and then put it back on. And I'm just thinking, what, what is that doing? Nothing. What's, I mean, I'm not trying to be next. Listen, I understand that there are people out there with uh, certain conditions and they want to protect themselves. Um, but dude, I, I didn't even know this stuff was still a thing. I know. I, like, I, like I heard somebody the other day, I'm not going to mention his name because he might get some heat just being talked about on our podcast, but uh, <laughs> You know, he's, he mentioned something about it and he said, uh, he said somebody decided to get COVID uh, before 
a conference. And he said, man, I, I didn't even know anybody was still playing that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Now there's so much more going on. It's kind of just, uh, uh yeah. oh boy. Yeah. It's been two, whatever, two and a half years almost, man. It's like, when do you go back to normal life? And to me, it goes back to that fear thing. You know, what are you fearful of? And right. I believe, and I've talked to my wife about this. And dude, like you said, we're not, I ain't making fun of people, but it comes down to like, I think that some folks are going to wear masks the rest of their lives because they are so engulfed in, in well, what the media says and what they say, oh, this is what we do. And it, should, it blows my mind, man. When you have, I mean, I've seen folks, we went hiking in, in Hawaii and out in the middle of nature on a mountain and people wear a mask. And I'm like, man, what is going on? I know. So it blows my mind, bro. I know, I know. It, we'll it, get on a mask. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, no, it's true. It's amazing how the media mm-hmm. and these polarized political figures can shape a society. Yeah. I mean, I understand, hey, until we figure out what this thing is, uh, you know, hey, let's try to be safe. Okay. Right. If that was the case, but I mean, I honestly, I didn't, I have not heard of anybody getting COVID, uh, much less dying from it or being hospitalized in, in months. Right. It's cool. Well, the media hadn't talked about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I didn't even think it was a thing anymore. I thought, okay, well it finally disappeared, you know? Yeah. Um, but just to see some people, I, it just, I don't know. I don't want to get on that rant. It's not a, it's not a me bashing them for that. It's just, you know, at some point we've got to assess our situation and, and decide, okay, am I really doing this? Because I think that it's the safest thing for me. Right. Or am I doing this because I'm brainwashed yeah. by the media and right. I'm, I'm terrified that I'm going to go outside my house and, and catch a cold. Yeah. Catch cold. Well, they, well, they come dude, the media has become media, social media. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago for youth and for other things. It's become their God. It's become yeah. their right of going am I accepted in this world or what does the uh, media say I need to do? Because this is all I'm going to listen to. So it takes away, uh, it starts to replace the one true God with this man. It's like a form of an antichrist to me. Think about it. just the way the media is right now, dude, it's controlling people's lives, their minds, how they think, if they're fearful, if they're not fearful, um, you know, if, I mean, as much as you and I get attacked. And I mean, I'm, there's probably more people who get, who get lashed out way more than we do, but, some people see that stuff, dude, and they go to a deep depression to almost to the point of suicide when, you know, thank God you and I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, we see that and we, you know, we, one, we go, we got to pray for these folks. And two, we don't let it control how we think or how we act. So that's what it's come down to me is, and that's really like you and I, Jason, moving into this remnant youth retreat, bro. Uh, I preached last Sunday in, in a church in Forest City. And there was a a youth group from another church that showed up. So there's maybe, it was a smaller youth, like six, seven kids. And I remember as I'm preaching, you know, I'm talking about all these things that we allow our table where we, you know, it's, it's Chad and it's Jesus sitting there having a conversation. But when other things start to come in, fear, addiction, anxiety, depression, all these other things, 
it starts to consume us. And that's really what we start to base our lives on. So I was looking in the eyes of these kids, these youth kids, as I preached. And bro, I spoke to you about it. And you can see the hurt, the confusion, but you can see that they need, um, they need an answer. Mm -hmm. And many of them come up to the altar that night. And I remember the youth pastor came up to me after the service and he said, man, this was a divine appointment. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know, we weren't going to be able to make it today, but I decided, no, we need to get these kids there and kind of hear this pro wrestler speak. And he goes, everything you said, I have numerous kids that are dealing with depression, fear, anxiety, uh, identity issues. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's coming from, man, is because you and I didn't have Twitter Facebook, all this garbage. When we were a kid, we have, we had cartoons and some other things, you know, but they have so many things pulling at their identity from that take and pulling them away from God. Yeah. Well, and you know, this is, uh, talking about our day as, as kids, teenagers, whatever. So I can remember hearing of anxiety and depression, uh, and suicides on occasion, very rarely. Um, The only people that were supposedly depressed that I knew of that, that, that seemed depressed or whatever were the ones who were constantly listening to, uh, devil worshiping death metal. Yeah. You know, uh, stuff about suicide and about being depressed and about, you know, and they, they would just take all this on and it would become their identity. So they're like, Oh, these are what my favorite, uh, rock stars are, you know, this is what they're all about. So, you know, I'm just going to take all this. This is what I need to be about too. If I want to be like them, you know, so, Oh, I'm, I'm going to cut myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all this stuff that this music that I worship is talking about. Uh, but other than that, man, I, I don't recall ever hearing, uh, teenagers when I was growing up, talk about being anxious or, or having severe anxiety or any, I mean, right. it's, yeah. it's so sad to look at the way the world is today and see what we were talking about just a minute ago, how the media is nothing more than propaganda. Uh, and the sad thing is there's no true news out there anymore. Uh, right. You've got, you've either got left leaning or right leaning and yeah. it's all garbage and you can't get the truth out of anybody. It's just a big war between the sides. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's a, a sad situation, but it's all propaganda. It's all made to try to make this side be in fear of this side or this side be in fear of this side. And, you know, this big division, this big war in the nation. Uh, and then also, as much as our teenagers hate to hear it, uh, we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. Uh, you know, MySpace started when... Oh man! I don't know what 18, 19, 20 year old, somewhere around in there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I'm, I'm 50 years older than you. So it might be three years older, four years old. Yeah. I'm 40. I'm 40. Okay. So, so, 
I mean, we didn't have social media. So we wasn't focused on everybody's drama. We didn't get to see everybody's garbage every day. We didn't have to have it shoved in our face. And now today, so many of these teenagers, they are addicted to it. They cannot live unless they're scrolling through and looking at other people's drama or comparing themselves with other people. Okay, how many likes and comments and shares did I get? or retweets and they're they're judging their identity and their lives on what this fake social media stuff mm-hmm. is you know i i heard uh it's been a couple of months i guess but i, I remember seeing matt hardy uh posted a, a tweet that uh how social media is fake you know yeah Stop letting it run your lives. Stop, stop letting the opinions of everybody on social media control you. It's fake. Stop, stop listening to the voices out there. Right. And, and I mean, that's, that's the sad issue is so many of the teens today and so many of the adults are so in ingrained with all of this stuff that they've just got to have it. And it's causing so much anxiety, causing depression, identity issues, because they have no clue who they truly are. They're trying to run around and be whatever the social media giants want them to be. And it's, it's causing a lot of mental issues in our, in our kids today. Well, Ephesians 6 talks about the schemes of the devil, like we put on the full armor of God so we can stand against that. You've seen all through all through time, like the schemes of the devil, whether it be drugs, pornography, et cetera. Now, I believe one of the biggest schemes of the devil, and, and man, he's got a grip on people, is this social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And it's what, you know, as we move into the Remnant Youth Retreat in August, like we, we're fighting a battle, man. I truly believe that. But we have to start speaking to these kids and speaking life into them that what they're experiencing through the social media is not their identity that they, 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 what the, what the, the enemy's doing is using this to break up families because now you see all the stuff that we've spoke about for the past, whatever, three or four weeks with the transgender movement, the identity movement and taking the kids to, you know, pride parades where there's BDSM junk going on. I mean, it's open pornography basically these little five-year-old and you see pictures of this i'm not just making up these numbers little like five seven-year-old kids at these strip clubs and all this stuff so what's happening right now satan's running wild you know and and i had a fit you know a few weeks ago where i just felt like overwhelmed because i not that i felt like i was the only one fighting this fight but it's like man there's so much pouring into my mind and and you know i had some friends remind me dude that you know elijah in the bible Mm -hmm. that, that god reminded him he was raising up a remnant and I think that remnant needs to rise up as we talk about these youth retreat remnant that, that we're hopefully instilling into this next generation. This is not your idea. And moving forward, things are going to intensify as you have I had talked about yes. this hashtag Christian. There's a difference between Christian and Christian nationalism. As we spoke about last week, um, we're not some radical, you know, violent movement that's trying to take over the world. No, we're trying to share Christ, man. And we have, we're fighting a battle, bro. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I firmly believe this is a, a battle where you do see more voices standing up, like uh, more athletes standing up on their Christian beliefs. Um, more, there's some actors I've noticed out there a little bit more outspoken, and that's what it takes is, is for 
for us to be bold. And I think what's happening, you know, I know as a child, <clears throat> there was a time when I was saved where, okay, I was always very bold about my love for professional wrestling. Dude, I had over 60 wrestling t-shirts as a kid and every day I'd wear a new one and I'd get made fun of because mm -hmm. oh, this, you know, you like fake pro wrestling, but I stood on it because I believed in this business of professional wrestling. Yeah. Why would I not stand on my faith of Jesus Christ? Right. Exactly. You know, why would I not, why would I be ashamed of the gospel? I was never ashamed to be a pro wrestler or to chase it as a child. Why would I be ashamed of the gospel? I think it's what we got poor in these kids now. Not only that, but fathers too, because the enemy's breaking families up because he's ripping fathers out of the homes with this whole, you can marry a man and a man married, a woman and a woman is taking the father figure out of the home. And we gotta, we gotta speak against it, bro. Well, and that's what I was about to say. Uh, this is our Father's Day episode, uh, Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, so happy Father's Day to everybody out there uh, before we forget. Happy Father's Day to the men who are fathers out there, uh, not yes. to everybody. Um, sure, but, sure. You know, that is a that's a that's a huge issue. The men not being the leaders of the home. And I was having this discussion last night, uh, and it's something that the Lord's laid on my heart for, you know, many years is how the men need to stand up and be the spiritual leader of the home. Sure. Um, there's so many men out there who think, well, you know, I've, I've provided a fat bank account for my family, uh, good house, good cars, good material things, food, a roof over their head, clothes. Yeah. Um, but the sad truth, and it, it's, it's a hard thing for, for men to grab a hold of, you can do all of that. But unless you are the spiritual leader of your home, you are still a failure as a man in God's eyes because okay. you, you were – you were created to number one, be the head of the home to be that example, to be that spiritual leader. And there's so many who are not stepping up to the plate. So many who, well, so many fathers who are, they're either completely absent or they may as well be absent sitting on their phone on the couch all night. Uh, or on stupid video games or yeah. whatever, you know, they're not, they're not being fathers and they're sure not being spiritual leaders. And that's something that if we had more fathers who were standing up and, and being who God designed them to be, then yeah. that's another thing that we would not see the, Satan running rampant in this world as much because what all of the LGBTQ stuff, all of that is to break down God's designed order of the family. Sure. And when God's designed order of the family, and I'm not saying that it's all that community's fault, uh, right? Because there's just some sorry dads out there or sorry men out there. I'm not going to call them dads or fathers. You know, mm -hmm. they've, they've got a woman pregnant and then took off and never, you know, took their responsibility um, as, as a, as a father to raise the child, much less be the spiritual leader. So yeah. 
uh, you, you know, but we need fathers in the home. We need fathers who are leading their wives and children. That's God's design. And, and we see that since we don't have that, like it used to be, look at how society has crumbled. Yeah, dude, I think it's a time, too, where the fathers who are strong, who are godly men and their families are spiritual leaders of their household. And we've spoken about this. It doesn't mean you are uh, down, you know, degrading your wife. No, you're lifting her up and you're, you're leading her. You're leading your daughter or your son. And it's the same thing you, talk, you talked about. It, dude. What you have is these, these weak boys mm-hmm. who call themselves a dad, but they're on their cell phone. They're playing video games or their deadbeats are not working. And there, there has to come a time when these godly men step into their lives or these godly men who are leading these youth retreats because you have these youth that are 17, 18 years old who are going to go on to be fathers. Now, if they don't have a good earthly father they can have an example of, then it's time. Here's the time for the church, these godly men of the church to step in and go, no, this is what a godly father looks like. And it's leading them into that because what you have is I can choose every single day to just ignore my daughter when she comes up and goes, daddy, look at this. And I found maybe a couple years back, I was kind of doing that mm-hmm. until man, the Lord led great men into my life. We started this podcast and it was a minister, you know, a ministry to me. And I started to go, you know, if I was looking for something, whether it be an email or whatever, and Ava comes up and goes, daddy, check out this picture I drew. Uh, I'll put the phone down and go, man, that's beautiful. You're acknowledging that child because you're building that character of that child. And if we just brush them off, <clears throat> then they grow up to think that, excuse me, grow up to think that dad doesn't care. Mm -hmm. So then they start to find other things to fill a void. As I've spoken about in my testimony, where I tried to fill that void in my life with other things of the world. They start to go to drugs. They start to go to these other things because they think that daddy doesn't care, or they didn't have a father to be a strong man. And dude, it's just as simple as there's, you know, Nights where uh, Stacy's getting Ava to bed because she's five years old and she still has to be laid down with her mama. That's just her comfort, you know, but she, you know, I'll be downstairs getting something ready and you'll hear Ava go, daddy, time to pray. You know? <laughs> and I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll walk right up there and I'll kneel down and we'll say our nightly prayer. It's like, that's just, bro, you're instilling something in those yes. children. And it's as simple as that. It's as simple as saying, it's as simple too as a father and as a strong, godly man looking at your wife in front of your son or daughter and going, I love you today and giving them a big hug. So they see that affection. They see that how much you cherish your, your other, your significant other. And those kids are that they're instilling things in their minds, bro. So they're not trying to run off the social media and get an identity. That's not even real anyway. Right. Um, here, a few proverbs here. Proverbs uh, 29, verse 15, says, The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Now, we're not necessarily talking about uh, discipline right now. That is part of of godly headship uh, in the home is to discipline your kids. But that that stuck out to me because it it says a child left alone uh, brings shame to his mother. And we see so many kids who are left alone. They're given a phone, they're given a tablet or an iPad or a TV. And they're told here, 
go go play on this, go watch this, whatever. Yeah. And and parents nowadays uh, are using these tools as as a babysitter. Yeah. And you know, they don't want to be parents. They want to sit on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, <laughs> or, you know, or, you know, oh, man. And so these, this is just the breakdown in society. This is where we are. And it's easy to see how, when we have went away from God's design, the man being the spiritual head of the home um, and, and, and being that example, um, Parents teaching their children the ways of the Lord. Um, society has just crumbled. And we talk about it all the time. Romans chapter one, uh, verses 18 through 32, talk about the moral decline and the, the downward spiral of a society who rejects God. And for years and years and years, our nation and the world has been has been rejecting God a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more. And we're seeing, uh, we're seeing the results of it. Yep. Yep. You say a Proverbs, man, Proverbs 22, six is probably familiar to some. It's trained up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, and I think about that. I think about uh, how are we training our children? And, And, you know, this is more of a discipline thing to where we are instilling in them the word of God. This is what we stand on. You know, if the world says you bow to this or you do this, as Romans one talks about, you know, they're, they're starting to worship their own gods, you know, and it's, are we raising Daniels? And as my buddy says, Daniels to go into this next generation to, to stand against the enemy who says, no, you do it this way. No, we're training and we're instilling them that we live on the word of God and the word of God alone. What it says, you know, living in faith, trusting in Jesus, that's our foundation. And that's what we have to train these kids in, man, our sons, our daughters, uh, our wives, even, you know, but if you, and if you're a wife that's listening right now and your husband's not a godly husband, pray for him, pray for his heart of stone to become a heart of flesh where he understands who Jesus really is and where he understands that he is a man. You know, he needs to, as Nikita says, he needs to man up, yeah. you know, he needs to be a father. And if you're the strong woman in the family right now, just know that, that God hears your prayers and that you're not alone. And you got to be the example. You know, this is a Father's Day episode, but sometimes you got those weak little boys who think they're dads that they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, and the mother has to step in and she has to be that spiritual stronghold for that family and that example for that child. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I was having this exact same conversation yesterday. And, you know, when a woman has to step up and be the spiritual leader of the home, uh, she should not condemn her husband. She shouldn't constantly badger him. Um, But she should step up and be that example and be that role of the spiritual leader until he uh, has come to where he needs to be with the Lord and assumes his role. Uh, you know, but if no one steps up to be the spiritual leader of the home and to teach the kids the ways of the Lord, I, I've always said it like this. If you don't teach your kids to follow Jesus, this world, by the time they're to the age where they can walk and talk, 
Yeah. We'll be teaching them to follow Satan. So sure. there's no excuse. Listen, we sometimes as Christian parents, uh, we have kids who we have poured our heart and soul into and, and poured the ways of the Lord into them all of their lives and tried to be that good godly example. And, and they still, you know, go the way of the world. Um, but it's up to us to do all that we can to make sure that we're trying to be that example. Um, and so you, you don't need to be able to sit back and say, well, they still chose the ways of the world. Right. But you know, I could have done this or I could have done this better. No, you need, if that happens, you need to sit back and say, Lord, it's in your hands. I, I did everything that, that I know to do. And I, I tried to pour your ways into them. So, you know, you, you've got them, you know, we don't ever need to let it be one of those situations where, man, if I would have just stepped up, you know, from the time that they were little bitty right. and, and done my job as the spiritual head of the home, uh, then maybe this wouldn't be the case. So, yeah. you know, people talk about uh, live life with no regrets. I also say parent with no regrets. You know, don't don't ever let there be a regret in the way that you tried to teach your children to follow the Lord. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I'm the, I'm the firm, I'm a firm believer of when I'm, if the Lord allows me to live to 70, 70 or 80 years old, uh, you know, and I'm sitting on a porch somewhere, I don't want to be the one who goes, man, if I'd really done it this way, my, my daughter um, would have turned out better. Mm -hmm. You know, really it's, it comes down to, it's our own relationship with the, with the Lord. You know, you and I can instill in our children, godly wisdom, we can tell them about Christ, his love. But when it comes down to it, <clears throat> their salvation, they have to accept that own relationship. You know, we can't we can't get them to heaven. dude. Uh, you know, uh, I wish we could, but we can't, you know, and it's really just about. Uh, but we how we are as fathers, how we run our house, whether, you know, it's waking up in the morning and being a disgruntled cussing father or mother or whether it's waking up every morning and saying, hey, come here, guys, let's pray together. You know, they're always going to remember those things, even if they run off into their own, like the prodigal son, you know, mm -hmm. they run off and start squandering away uh, their life. There's going to be a day, I believe, for the most part, where they still have that seed planted in them, where they remember who God is and they come running back. And that's just really what it's about is just being accountable. It's being accountable as Casey and Chad for other buddies of ours who we know may be falling into some temptations or whatever. I've got many buds that, that reach out to me, dude. And I, it's weird. Cause I look and I go, why are they asking me these questions? Mm -hmm. You know, but God has placed me in their path for a reason. And I think it's because of the things I've experienced and went through and lived in the world. And over the past few years from uh, my 2020 attack, you know, choosing to seek after God, he's, he's built me, man. And he's opened up doors for me to minister to other guys. And, but there's also men, who I have in my life that I reach out to. And I mean, you and Jason, so many others that go, guys, I need some prayers. I'm dealing with this, this, this. Uh, but for the most part, um, being a godly father, I don't feel like I fail at that. I will say there's moments where I'm like, yeah, I could probably done that differently, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I fail at that. And I think 
you know, my daughter knows where daddy stands. You know, we talked about the Hawaii thing where she said, dad, were you talking to God out there? And that's just, yeah. you know, to some people that's small, but to me, that's, I'm painting a picture for this little girl, man. Of yeah. Daddy goes to the Lord in prayer, you know, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something for, for fathers out there uh, and even mothers, if you're listening and, and you're having to uh, step up and be the spiritual leader of the home right now. That's something for us all to remember. Um, you might not have done it right up until this point, but you can repent of that and you can start doing it the way that God wants it done now. And it's good to surround yourself with other believers, other uh, uh you know, men surround yourself with good godly brothers who can lift you up in prayer, who can coach you, who can help you, uh, who can give you words from the Lord. Uh, women, you do the same, get some good godly women in your life so that you can lift each other up and, and help each other in this because we, we are all called to be part of the body. And for, you know, we all, should be helping each other grow. And parenting is, is just one of those aspects of being a godly person. Uh, you know, we, we need others around us who lift us up and say, listen, Hey, I've been in this situation. So here's, here's the way that the Lord showed me to handle it. Maybe it'll help, yeah. you, you know, whatever. So be sure to surround yourself with people like-minded people, uh, godly people who are going to help coach you in the right direction. Yeah, dude. And I wrote it out the other night. It just came to my heart. I was taking a walk. And and for me, this father's day episode, this is a call to fathers. You know, I've, I've spoken about it. Let's like rise up, rise up. Of course, people have said rise up. All oh, that sounds like some militant thing. No rise up means we need to rise up as men of God, as the church, and, and I wrote this, like a man on fire for God doesn't care what he sounds like, doesn't care what he looks like. He doesn't care who accepts him or who rejects him. What he cares about is birthing a revival and seeing nations change and seeing people's uh, lives change because they come to know who Christ is. And I'll say this, it's men rising up. A man on fire for God wants to instruct and lead his family in the right way. He doesn't want to be the one that 10 years, 20 years from now goes, man, I really failed as a father. No, a man on fire from God wants to start a revival in his family. So you're listening to this as a father. Think about that. How much on fire from God are you really? Are you fully consecrated? Is there more we can? There's always more that we can do. There's always more pursuing in the father that we can go after. But I refuse as a dad to my five-year-old daughter to let the world drag her down into temptation. I refuse for, uh, as a father to allow my daughter to get her identity from this nonsense that's going on in the world. And I'll do all I can and I'll fight, uh, <laughs> I'll fight at the gates of hell to protect my child. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of men out there who wouldn't, a lot of, you know, and because they're afraid of the attacks, the attacks. Yeah that that we get the attacks that people like dr brown get uh you know you're going to get attacked if you're standing uh for righteousness if you're standing for the ways of god you're going to get attacked and uh you know we talked about it last week um how 
with the, you know, there was a whole thing um, with those abortion activists who went to Joel Osteen's church, um, you know, and stood up in the middle of the service and stripped their clothes down to their bra and panties and started yelling, my body, my choice. And, and then, you know, had a protest outside talking about how they, you know, it's Christians who are, who are making these laws, uh, that are going against their abortion rights. And they're going to take the fight to the church because that's where the laws are coming from. Yeah. This stuff is going to increase. Oh yeah. We're in a day where persecution in America, as we have talked about, you know, I mentioned it, I text you the other day. It's amazing how when we first got together on this podcast a little over a year ago, the Lord told us both to go start in the book of Acts. And we, we began reading through and studying the book of Acts on the podcast. And the, the biggest reoccurring theme was when persecute when the church was persecuted revival took place yeah and and so when people are standing for the truth of the word of god society a godless society is going to hate them yep. and you know we have to be bold enough by the power of the holy spirit to stand against the things of the enemy and against the things it doesn't matter if uh, society says it's right or if the government says it's right, or even if your pastor says it's right uh, or your denomination says it's right. If it's against the word of God, we have to stand against it no matter if the persecution comes. And I believe we're in a time in America where that persecution is going to increase and like I said last week, God is he's making us choose right now. I believe the the wheat and the chaff are being separated. And and it's it's the basically those who are really in uh, for God and those who are fakes, they're being separated. And the persecution is going to show uh, the persecution is going to show who's for real. And and so we as fathers and as men of God and, and women of God out there, we've got to stand no matter what the persecution that comes, because we have a responsibility to our children and to the next generation. And even if it means taking a lot of heat, even if it means being uh, God forbid, but being killed for our faith, we have to stand strong uh, and firm on biblical principles and biblical truths. A.W. Tozer said, the man after God's own heart must be dead to the opinion of his friends as well as his enemies. Wow. Yeah. So when they persecute you for standing for biblical truth, if you know it's right by the word of God, then let them persecute. Yeah. You, Are you, you're after God's heart. You've got to be dead to the opinions of others. Yep. Are you a Daniel, bro? We can keep speaking that you and I talked about Daniel three. Are you a Daniel? Uh, one that where, where the world says, this is how we do it. And you go, nope. no matter the persecution, no matter if I'm thrown into the fire, I'll stand on what I believe in 
on the word of God. Daniel six was told to worship this, worship that. What did he do? He went up to his, his, his home and opened up the windows and praised God mm-hmm. thrown in the lion's den. There's so many things in that book that just remind me of what a godly man is. And are we willing to be Daniels in this world where we're persecuted? Um, you know, we lose wrestling bookings. Uh, we're told, Oh, don't come to my church. Cause we don't talk about that stuff here or corporate job. Because I've had many buddies reach out to me and go, dude, I need your help here. I need your advice. My corporate job I have is saying they need all employees to, um, post on social media for some odd reason that we support LGBTQ. And it's just, where do you stand there, man? Where do you go? No, I draw the line. Here's what I stand on. And you can do it in love and compassion. You can say, this is no hate speech, but this is where I stand. And it's really, that's where we have to be, dude, is, is we know what we believe in and we know it's the truth in a world that says it is not the truth. And I, I got this uh, circled in a commentary um, by Warren Wearsby. It said the world praises pride, not humility. The world endorses sin, especially if you get away with it. The world is at war with God while God is seeking to reconcile his enemies and make them his children. And he says, we must expect to be persecuted if we are living as God wants us to live. But we must be sure that our suffering is not due to our own foolishness and disobedience. Amen. Can we be obedient in God's word? Can we be consecrated to the Father? Can we be a Daniel in this world that's telling us that this is how it should be? Mm-hmm. So uh, to start wrapping things up, men, fathers, and uh, you know, even parents, women out there listening, stand up. We've got to stand our ground. And, and let's make it clear. Um, we are not talking about going and grabbing your guns and going and kicking in the doors of the White House or the or abortion clinics or whatever. We are talking about pouring the word of God into our kids, mm-hmm. being a godly example to them being a godly example to our society, speaking out against things that are against the word of God. Um, We're not talking about being militant and overtaking, um, you know, the nation or whatever, but we are talking about, we've got to stop being cowards and we've got to stand up for biblical truth. Uh, I heard, you know, you sent me the podcast Cooper stuff with John Mm -hmm. Cooper and and he had Dr. Brown on. And that was one of the biggest things that caught my attention. He asked, you know, he asked Dr. Brown's opinion, why do you stand? And Dr. Brown said, um, you know, for people who say, well, it's not my fight. Why do you, why do you talk about that? Why do you speak out against that? It's not your fight. Just preach the gospel. Yeah. If we don't speak out against these things, then as we see soon, our platforms and our liberties are being taken away from us. And if we allow our liberties to be taken away from us, soon there will come a time when preaching the gospel the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion will be taken away from us. Therefore, if we don't stand against these things now, we won't have the ability to preach the gospel in the future. 
So as men, as fathers and as parents, we have to stand on biblical truth. It's going to cause persecution. It's going to cost us jobs. It's going to cost us wrestling bookings, which who cares about that anymore? Praise God, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to cost us, uh, you know, people ain't going to want us to come preach in their church. It's going to, to, to cost you friends and even family members. But we have to stand on the word of God. And, you know, Jesus is clear. If you're not with me, you're against me. And he is he's 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 making that dividing line right now. And and we're seeing who's real and who's fake. Yep. Yep. And and dude, listen, we're closing it up. But you mentioned what Dr. Brown was saying. And he, he kind of made made uh, made it clear, too, that when, when we so many times and I've done it and, and this is not my fight because he said he would go, he'd be praying, Father, why are you having me speak out to, about this? I didn't go, you know, my doctrine or my, my degree is not in, you know, family therapy or whatever it may yeah. be. And, and what he said, he realized was no, all of this stuff going on in the world is going against the gospel of Jesus Christ. So in reality, it is the church's fight. And like I said, when yeah. we use the word fight, it's not us picking up our guns and kicking in doors and saying, you believe this or I'll shoot you. Right. That's not the gospel. But when it's going against the word of God, it is our fight. When idolatry and abortion and all these other things, it's against the word of God. Dude, it is our fight as men, as families, as children of God to stand firm on the foundation and say, nope. I will not bow to this idol that you're telling me that I'm supposed to bow to. Amen. So we will not bow. Use That's right. Hashtag, use the hashtag on all social media. We will not bow or hashtag refuse to bow. Uh, that's what the church has to decide to be right now. Each mm. member of the body of Christ has a decision to make. Uh, and, and it, you, there's only one of two choices. You are following God and you will refuse to bow to the culture or yep. you're going to follow Satan and you're going to bow and cower down to everything that this culture says. That's the place that we're in, in this society today. That's the place that we're in, in the world and in America. And, uh, so the remnant youth retreat, that is our, uh, we feel our calling to pour into the next generation, man, me, you, Jason justice, the coach, Brandon Myers, uh, you know, his wife, Dena, our families, you know, we are going to, we're going to do everything possible. And with the power of the Holy spirit to pour, uh, the ways of the Lord and, and true identity into these yeah. kids. Uh, Remnant Youth Retreat on August 12th through the 14th uh, at Camp Agape in Benton, Tennessee. We still have some spots available if you want to sign up. Uh, if you want to sign your child up, uh, feel free to email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. We will get you all the details. We look forward to doing this, and we believe that uh, the Lord is really going to show up and do some amazing things. 
We do. We believe we're called to raise a Daniel three generation. We spoke about this about a week ago. We Daniel three generation where we refuse yeah. to bow, man. So please, please, if you're if you've got any questions about that, email us, ask whatever. We'll kind of fill you in on what we're what we're pushing towards this uh, remnant youth retreat, more of a discipleship program for kids. Where Casey, myself, and Jason are the main kind of uh, I don't want to call us instructors, but the ones that are kind of leading this this you know this uh, this retreat man where we talk to them about our mistakes and the things we've been through but how we've uh you know stood firm on the word of god and that's really what it's about so thank you for death and defiance as well you posted our shirt you know mm-hmm. the other day so go check those guys out death and defiance.com gunner store wrestling for the faith store and we have some more wrestling for the faith um hats and stuff coming out soon so get yours and support this podcast we thank you Amen. All right, guys, stand firm. Fathers, stand up. It's time. So uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to share this podcast if it was a blessing to you. You know there's people out there who need to hear it. So we thanks for jo- thank you for joining us. God bless and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.